0: Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly for not Bravo's Hollow Weekly's top 100 scariest horror movie moments from apparently 2008 till like yesterday.
1: Your <laughs> continued string of excellence with that with that title is is just mind boggling to me. I, I can't. I, I can't. Uh, two years of practice. Does, <laughs> that was really good. That's quite a bit.
0: Coming in at 90. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Grandma's cookies don't taste like they used to. Dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy is that the first time we recorded this, when you did that music, because I know the Bravo Countdown so well. I didn't catch that you're just doing porno music now. Yeah, I mean it's just dark porno music. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like
0: it's like if uh, uh, who's the guy from Nine Inch Nails uh, who's doing all the music? Trent Reznor. It's like if Trent Reznor made porno music. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's, this is going to be fitting with for one of my choices down here, which I'll flag later. But go go. All Let's right,
0: see. number number ninety. Yes, The Visit. Amneshmalan. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um And I, I think this is a sort of his comeback movie. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of good scenes in this one a lot of great scenes a lot of great scenes (laughs) so many scenes
1: (laughs) but I'm gonna go with there's um, also one absolutely god awfully terrible scene one poo poo scene
0: I'm gonna go with the uh, hide and seek scene under the the house you have to Uh, I remember first of all I hate being chased yes I hate being chased Alex and I had a long conversation of like what scares you and I think someone watching you glowing eyes and being chased and there's a lot of chasing this one. And she, oh, the grandma, oh, grandma, quotes. Yes. The way she moves
1: freaks me out. The fact that she's down there at all freaks me out. All yeah, that it. is, yeah, all of that is bad news. It was weird because it's the scene is filmed. F- first of all, until you showed me, re showed me the scene, I totally forgot this was a found footage Same. movie. Same. I did. Like, too. this is a, a really, really well done found footage movie. Um, but also, you know, I didn't—I didn't realize until I was watching it that these kids are down there, and it seems like a, almost like the outsiders, or like it could just be kids, like a mm-hmm. coming-of-age story. And then it just turns into Last Exorcism all of a sudden. Like, what the hell is she doing down there? You know, what's
0: funny is I still think, because um, you know, M Night's known for the twists. Yes. Right. This was the one film. Where we spoiled the twists for ourselves, and it made the movie a thousand times scarier. Because getting chased by uh, your grandma, who's probably sundowning, <laughs> is, right. is scary enough. Right. But when you watch it, knowing that's not grandma, yes, it's, it's ten times. It's yep. it's weird. Like a lot of people say, you know, don't spoil movies. Don't spoil movies. Yep. For this one, spoil the shit out of it, then watch it. That's <laughs> probably the
1: only I, case. It was weird because I don't know that I. Was spoiled on this movie. I, I know you were going into yeah. it, but I don't know that I was. And I think I wasn't that impressed with the twist. Mm-hmm. Either way, it was pretty good. But like, it's M night, so he has to run. It's not his fault, but he has to like really nail it to be you know. Everybody, you,
0: you, you mentioned something rewatching the scene, and I, I I I didn't even think about that. And it's crazy because we did just rewatch this, but you were like, it's the Jurassic Park. Raptor scene.
1: Yeah, it's the Jurassic Park Raptors in the in the Jurassic Park kitchen scene, mm-hmm. that, where they're hiding in the stainless steel cabinets. And like whatever. It's even the same geography, because they're like on straight grids. Yeah, it's like... like they're, <laughs> it's, and then they, the kids separate, but and they're trying to help each other, but they don't want to call out to each other and reveal their positions, which is exactly what's happening in the Jurassic Park scene, like to a T. It's and, really weird. So,
0: the, fir- the first time you see Grandma coming around the corner, she's like galloping and her hair is flopping around, and it's so unnatural and unnerving, and I don't I uh, rewatching, I don't think there's like some big musical cue where like it scares you with like you know violin trigger or something like that. Right. It's just the fact of someone chasing you is inherently scary. Yeah, no and it turns it out
1: like that spider walk, famous spider walk that was taken out of The Exorcist. It, it that you know that movement is just inherently creepy because she's not upside down or backwards or whatever, but she's moving like that and it's just really frightening.
0: Also, grandparents chasing you.
1: Yeah, all oh, but the, oh. the 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 and the kids. The fact that one kid doesn't know that all oh, hell is broken loose. He's like that he dynamic. Doesn't
0: even, is... Didn't even see me. She's like, I don't
1: give a fuck. That I'm dynamic is you know that kid is doomed because he doesn't even know that that something's coming. The for him. impending yeah. doom is great. It's really good.
0: Um, it also has one of my favorite things that I wish horror movies did a lot of time is when. The monster is in the background out of focus and then runs into focus. Mm-hmm. Anytime that happens, it's so unnatural because the camera, the, the lens just distorts it. So you just see this weird wobbly thing yep. moving and you know what it is. Yep. gets
1: me every time. And then the way the scene ends is super profoundly weird. And, and, well, depending on what you're into. Right. And then, well, now and now that I have this Jurassic Park analogy, I'm never going to look at the raptors. Double-cheeked up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the end that was, you know, there's a, ra- that, a raptor quite the same that's actually a really powerful thing about that scene is how it, it how absolutely horrifying it is being chased underneath it and then it ends with a grainy ass shot and the, the whole theater went from being terrified to a, just a communal Ugh! <laughs> Beautiful. You know, it hits you. They
1: had, they had no idea. M. Knight was just setting him up for the unbelievable bad taste later. <laughs> he was like, You have no idea what you're you want to do. Granny double cheeked up on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Gross. All right,
0: transition. Yeah, so I'll just do the music. Down, down, chuck Down, 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 down it's funny, I can't oh do there, I could hear there's like a stringy <laughs> instrument type sound they used in Bravo. That you're not duplicating. That I can't I don't know how to duplicate. Right, no, I do All I got's the cheesy porn drums. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yes. All right, so number 89 is Last Shift. Um I don't know I'll find the year for this movie, but it's the it's the police station that's been decommissioned and uh there's someone who has to look over it for the last you know the day before it's getting demolished so she's basically alone in this outpost like kind of holding down the fort and she's a rookie cop and she's expecting the most boring night ever and then as shenanigans happen she thinks she's being pranked which is you could totally see officers Go guard this uh, this station that nobody cares about all by yourself, and then showing mm-hmm. up to prank you later—that just seems yeah. like Grab so, the, find the left-handed screwdriver. <laughs> kind, the of, kind of hazing that would happen. Although weirdly, in this one, they drop this hint that the evidence lockers haven't been cleared out. So they're like, go guard it. There's probably like a hundred tons of cocaine <laughs> Some cold of cold case like We're just going to knock the building down later. Anyway, this movie is absolutely terrifying. It is one of the few movies where when people are like, horror movies don't scare me or whatever, I can recommend this and feel like I have a decent chance that they're actually going to get that feeling they got when they were kids and this movie scared the crap out of them. So it's got a lot of really scary moments. And arguably, I'm choosing the wrong one because... I think the end moment is really haunting, even though it's not particularly scary because it's more depressing than anything. Mm-hmm. But the, there's a really, really great moment where she's kind of alone in some cabinetry that you have... the scene you haven't seen, but she gets like ring girl and it's oh. terrible it's just terrifying but the moment i'm picking is the moment where she gets trapped in a jail cell because the, one of the, the the thing is i'm picking this moment because this is just like a desperate call from the wilderness to horror directors <laughs> that you, sometimes you just don't need all that much to do this really well like this yes. scene consists of two characters a flashlight and half the scene, you can't see anything that's happening, which is funny considering one of the movies I know you chose here in a minute. But, like, <laughs> it's, it's just an incredible masterclass in, like, staged spookery, right? Like, the first thing is slamming doors, you don't know why. And the second thing is there's a threat that you think is a threat, but it's actually not a threat. The guy, you don't know this, you haven't seen the whole movie, or maybe you remember for the watch party, I think you did see it, but, like, that guy that's in the jail cell with her, he, he's trying to get the hell out of there because he knows the place is haunted. Mm. She, thinks he's arresting, uh, she thinks he's resisting arrest because he's just an asshole. But he's particularly motivated to resist arrest because being arrested is only... The only thing worse than being arrested is being arrested and thrown into a haunted jail, right? <laughs> so, like, he's really trying to get out of there. She thinks he's really making her day bad, you know? So she thinks he's the threat. And then all of a sudden... The, her flashlight rolls and the jail cell goes dark and the flashlight gets up and she's got this whole dialogue with him, like, give me my flashlight back, whatever. And all of a sudden the flashlight just swivels and shows that the guy that she thinks is holding a flashlight is still in the corner where he left her. And then you're like, wait, who's holding a flashlight? And then it gets really intense with an absolutely delicious jump scare right at the end of the, the sequence before she gets out of the jail cell and and gets back to semi normal for a minute but anyway i think the scene is absolutely terrifying
0: it's scary it's scaring just watching it watching it on youtube yeah. mm-hmm. and what's funny is is i've seen this film get a lot of praise for just being like a balls to the wall I'm a scare your pants off movie mm-hmm. but it also genuinely feels like it's a pretty underrated film in terms of whenever people ask in the group like hey what's a scare that's you know what's a film's going to scare the hell out of me that i haven't seen it's always last shift. Yep. So it's just crazy to have a film that is chock full of so many scary moments. Being-
1: well, and the weird thing is, you're right. But a lot of people say that, but they they say it in terms of, they say it in terms of like it's it's scary. And I think they we focus now on so much on the scary part that we underrate the actually how well ex- executed, how good the acting is. It's, it's, it's really interesting because that lead actress has gone on to do uh, Julianne Harkavy. She's done a lot of stuff. A lot of mainstream stuff now, mm-hmm. she hasn't really stuck to the horror field that I know of, but th- I, this might have been her first performance, but it was pretty early on, but she's phenomenal in this, like you totally buy that not only you want to protect her but then you want to protect yourself from her because she ultimately turns out to be a threat it's It's a pretty amazing also what's great about it is the, the the monster designs are not cheesy at all, like they're actually very, very scary to look at actually they're pretty disturbing and hard to look at, and like the Regan is hard to look at. You know vibe
0: it's like it's like a mixture of like Regan and like some Cinnabites.
1: yeah, yes, Perfect. Who wouldn't love that
0: nailed it all right da <laughs> transition music dun, 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 dun. um all right, coming in at number eighty eight is uh I keep, <laughs> people people might have some questions about this, but we're gonna defend this one once upon a time in Hollywood, spawn ranch, yeah, this is a surprise, so the spawn ranch sequence, yeah, that whole. It's like f- how long is that whole sequence like
1: I feels like a mini movie. It's like <laughs> feels like 10 15 minutes. This is, is definitely the longest scene we've chosen. We're going to choose for this countdown. And and
0: honestly, I think what's it, does this scene have a jump scare in it? Does it have something that'll make you throw your popcorn up in the air? No. Nope. But what this scene does have and what I'm going to be fighting for is the fact that this scene it's probably one of the most tense scenes I've seen, <laughs> probably, on our, probably on our list. This is the first time, um, so for people who haven't seen the film, yes. it's, it's Hollywood, 1969. Brad Pitt plays a stunt double for Leonardo DiCaprio. He picks up this uh, hippie that he's been seeing hitchhiking across town. He picks her up. She goes, oh, let's go to Spawn Ranch. He knows the guy from Spawn Ranch, and he goes there, and it's overran by a bunch of, uh... It's overrun by the Manson, the Manson family. Manson family. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then if he you re- have
1: an infestation, that's one of the worst you can get. <laughs> the Manson, the Manson infestation. infestation. So it's got a Manson infestation. <laughs> it does. And he wants
0: to go see his old pal, and then they start blocking him from seeing it. And, uh... He's like, oh, we'll go. Yeah, so
1: yeah, I want to hear how you fight for, like, whatever. I I, I just am, I'm so glad this is on here. I'm so glad you picked it. And I I can vouch for in the theater that this scene made me more tense than Quiet Place or most of the mainstream horror. Mm -hmm. And the Manson attack scene, until you realize that it's not going to end the way you think it's going to end, also made me that level of nervous. There's something about this movie where it's it's so anxiety inducing and right. sometimes horror isn't a jump scare, sometimes like a Hitchcock sequence, it takes time to develop and build and well, the
0: reason I picked it on here is <laughs> one out of <laughs> most of the movies we have on here this one's probably got the best dialogue um but two, it's one of the first times where we had a character that I was so sure he could i mean in the movie he kicks Bruce Lee's ass, yes. Right, and yes. when he goes there, it's just a bunch of dirty hippies. Yep. But it's the first time I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna get out, <laughs> out right. of this one alive. You
1: feel? I I legitimately felt like I was in a psycho shower Marion Crane situation that we were about to lose one of the main characters. It felt like he was not walking out of there.
0: It felt like that with like the the vibes and the settings of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yes, yes. There's a lot
0: of Texas in there, and the whole thing I just think was super unsettling. It's
1: not. It's not, is it as scary as Last Shift? I, 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 pound for pound, I think it's, I don't think the movie is scarier than the Last Shift. No. But I think that scene, that sequence is scarier than the sequence I picked. I think, I'm glad this is higher up on the list. I'll, I'll fight for this to the end. I, I, we don't have a lot of non horror in our countdown, right. by the way. Most of what we have is, 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 is traditional horror. But, Spoiler way we, we have something way up high on the list <laughs> that, may, that may be even more offensive to people than putting this This on here, but the thing is, I I don't care. The Hitchcock is a horror filmmaker. He's not only a horror filmmaker, but he is definitely a horror filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And Tarantino is the same. People just don't give him the credit. He's like a, this generation's Hitchcock at this point, basically. Mm-hmm. So you know when he does a big long sequence like this. It's as it's as nerve wracking as the north north by northwest plane scene, or like the psycho Marion escapes and gets chased by the cop. You know, scene all of that. That like this level of nervousness has a place in this genre, and it's the fucking Manson family. Get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I also love when they send the one guy on the horse to uh, to, Tex, to yeah. yeah
1: to to bring text back to do whatever he was going to do to... <laughs> right, right. Well, ultimately... Well, Tex is, is uh, obviously is the most notorious of the murderers from the actual Manson murders. So he should be a figure of fear. You, you don't know when you first meet him. When you first meet him, you should be afraid of him because you don't know how this movie ends. He just reels <laughs> a fucking donut. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we can't walk out of this without just... I mean, the, one of the reasons this deserves to be on here is that Quentin Tarantino is using his considerable gifts to make this scene feel anxiety-inducing. So it's the backgrounds, it's the sounds, it's the production design, it's the dialogue, it's the where there's not dialogue. I even got a headache facing. looking at how
0: hot that place must have
1: been. All, yeah, all of that is just... Uh, the, the, the reason. The only reason to disqualify the scene and the reason why a lot of people wouldn't have the scene on here is that it ends in what's basically a joke. Yeah, be getting right. punched in the mouth with Bruce Dern. <laughs> well, yeah. no, this all of the tension drains out immediately. Oh yeah, yeah, once you meet, but that's interesting. There's I can't think of like that horror flow where you you know Jason's chasing someone and then you realize they got away and now that character bought himself another five minutes or whatever, but you're still nervous. And this one, as soon as you realize what's happening, the nervousness instantly deflates, and it's a really weird feeling.
0: The only way <laughs> they could have. Ended it any differently, it's if he rolled over and showed a little ass like Grandma. No, gross. In the, gross. In the visit. Transition. Transition.
1: <laughs> All right. Coming in at 87 is 2010's Crawl Prequel kidding (laughs) burning bright the the creature they're great the movie the movie that i want all creature features to be when i see them and then a lot of times like we crawl they're not so this is the tiger introduced into the house that's been battened down for hurricane man-eating tiger saga which is just a really really well done terrifying very simple you know, bare bones thriller. This is just this is just one of those movies where there's no frills, there's no fucking around. I mean, meatloafs in this movie, for God's sake. So, <laughs> and but it's just so well done. But the the since this is a scariest movie moments countdown, um, I had to go with the laundry chute scene. It's the first scene I think of from this movie, and it's so well done. And you, I can't emphasize enough how much you care about this character at this. Yes. Right. Like, it's yes. sort of like, I don't know how the movie did it, but I was like Babadook levels of invested in, make, in her, not nothing bad happened to her. Mm-hmm. So when the tiger chases her into the basement and she, the only way out of the basement is to go up this laundry chute and then she, the tiger comes down and doesn't know where she went. She went into the laundry chute. She's trying to go up it and she's got no shoes on, I believe. So she's barefoot trying to make her way up a laundry chute quietly without falling into a basement where the tiger's just literally under the chute waiting. And then there's like this amazing mission impossible, you know, Tom Cruise levitating into the, the, the safe moment where she's there's this bead of sweat that's just hanging off her nose and she's trying not to let, and then it just drops and the tiger sees it and smells it and just rages up into the laundry chute after her. And she's like scrambling and slipping and falling and making progress and not making progress. And, Oh, this scene is delicious. You wouldn't
0: you wouldn't know from a tiger chasing you in a laundry chute that this is a really fun movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like, I mean, but it's also like like kind of emotional. And then I love how the movie ends. I won't spoil it here, but it's basically a revenge rebound kind of movie, which mm-hmm. is I love when those things happen. The odd thing is is that this movie in one of the one of the cool things about this movie is that in the span of one movie. It accomplishes the King Kong Godzilla arc. So you know King mm-hmm. Kong and Godzilla are fearsome when you first meet him, and then basically you're buddies with them by like franchise entry number three, right? Like right. it's it's like King <laughs> it Kong's sons, Godzilla. You want to give him a hug, like it's whatever. By the end of this movie, you are rooting for the tiger. You yeah. are full on rooting for the tiger. Like that, I the, he goes from villain to like to like buddy by the end of this movie is 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 like the raptors in Jurassic park you know like blue or whatever so so the the character arc of this tiger is absolutely phenomenal but that scene you i can't watch the scene and not break out into a sweat or feel nervous or whatever even when you know how it ends it's just so all done
0: and the way they shot that scene too like there's a lot of ways that you could really fuck up shooting a scene. totally like Oh my god, absolutely. But they did it masterfully just like the tons of close-ups on the tiger and it you feel claustrophobic. It was funny when I was rewatching it like I immediately thought back to like when uh me and my my siblings were real young, there's a certain set of doorways where you could stick, you know, put your feet up and sort of climb up and when you're a kid like you could get up a couple of feet and it looks like it's real high, and I just remember like the feeling of like when you start to slip. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that would be me." If I'm in the laundry chute, my palms are instantly, <laughs> oh, instantly yeah. sweating. And
1: it's like metal, not wood. Like you're screwed in there. It's, oh, you know she's a, a, she's yeah. absolutely fucked.
0: And what's funny is is there's there's like Burning Bright and Rogue, seem to be like the two animal creature feature type films that are like the gold bar that no one's quite been able to hit. Well, for us. I mean, I, I, I'm i not convinced. I'm that, speaking for everyone. I got the world cc in the email. Maybe, but
1: I looked up Burning Bright trailer, and it had like 48 views. So I'm not sure that this movie has penetrated the national Hipsters will love this. Let them. <laughs> movie. But, you know, it, it's an amazing film. It really does what Crawl was trying to do. It sets up the hurricane with, like, it shows very little of it, but you really feel like it's there, and, mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you you got cheaped out of that. And then, like I said, the savage ending is just absolutely hilarious. like like incredible everybody that you want to die dies and you you know one thing that horror movies don't do well enough spielberg figured this out so early on is part of the reason why you're so terrified for her in the longer shoot is the only other thing left in this house for this tiger to eat is a relatively helpless child yes (laughs) so if she goes down that kid is going down next. He's a has There's no chance. So like and you know that subconsciously. And when you get the stakes to that level in like a really simple thriller sequence, oh, nothing better.
0: It's beautiful. All right. Don, don, don't transition. <laughs> uh what you can't see will probably kill you. Oh wait. Perfect. What you can't see
1: <laughs> wait. wait. Oh shit. No wait.
0: If what can't see you will kill you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah this is surprisingly hard to do yeah that's hard. it was a little little inversion
0: <laughs> there all right coming in at 86 i was not breathing mm. did you get that did don't breathe catch it don't breathe all right so if you didn't see don't breathe basically the cast for 13 reasons why breaks in into... <laughs> that's not right that's not right uh the cast of um one of
1: the lead from 13 would, reasons Why. i would have paid money to see that
0: uh, they they go to rob a guy's house. Turns out he's blind, and turns out he's fucking jacked. <laughs> turns out and he's not putting up with your bullshit. <laughs> G money, right? Exactly. um This is a really. Turns out thing.
1: they tried to rob a blind John Wick. Yeah,
0: and that was not a good idea. Imagine, yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. Imagine trying to rob a blind John Wick while Eddie Alvarez is in the background thinking of some gross shit yeah. and some nice gore to put you through. Yeah. He's such a good. So which moment did you? Play? Okay, so the moment for me now it's not the moment right. that if you've seen the film with the turkey baster right and the and the baby gravy thank God um <laughs> it's not that scene I'm actually going with the first death scene with uh, I believe his name is G Money <laughs> um, as he's known I think this movie sets such the it sets the tone and the rhythm. Real hard, yep. real fast. And you know what's funny? I also I, I also want to kind of wrap that into, because um, I was trying to rethink of like what was the theater experience like and like how can like how did I feel mm-hmm. about it? And I the closest thing I could get to was feelings of when we saw a quiet place. Mm-hmm. This movie in a quiet place makes you as a viewer like try to be as silent as possible. Indeed, and I absolutely I absolutely love that scene where. Like, I, <laughs> Ideally, if, if 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 a blind dude walked in here right now, if Stephen Lang walked in here with a blindfold on, flexing, I think I could escape. I don't. You don't? I No, not at all. Oh, my God. The only
1: lesson of that movie is that you're wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's true. You know what? I, I would be, I'm G-Money. It's literally. I'm G-Money. Literally, the
1: only the lesson I could derive from that movie is, is that's wrong and don't move to
0: that wherever that I'm is G-Money. in Detroit. Okay, well, you know, so I, I would die like G-Money, which is why I put it on this list here because... <laughs> We rewatched this scene, and I forgot that he acts. And you, you, you brought this up.
1: He sort of, uh, G Money pulls a gun on on our blind. Uh, so Stephen Lang is you know. right. He's he's trying to. They're there because they know something's really valuable in his basement. They don't know what it is, and it turns out that they, they were better off. not Well, they they were better off But anyway, they they had gotten the padlock off, and they were getting there, and then all of a sudden he arrives on the scene in his own house and he's like, obviously he's detected that something's wrong. And the guy holds a gun on him. He goes, I just wandered here by accident. Like I you was know, drunk and I was drunk and just let me go. And then they're not fooling this guy for a second mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So he figures it all out. He steps on a door hinge. He knows he's being robbed. And then G money puts a gun straight to him and tells him not to move. And the, the, by, I mean this guy, he's in the power position. And then 30 seconds later, he's the most helpless I've ever seen a character in a horror movie like he he's bubbling and crying and can't move and he's pinned against the wall. It's
0: Eddie Alvarez does gore really like him and Ari Aster like they each have like their own thing like Ari Aster has like crunchy corpses. Yep, Eddie Alvarez, I feel like I feel like it's like an anatomy class like I like there's just like, like there's <laughs> because that gunshot. Uh, oh, my God. Am I going to have to reference the movie Milk again? What the fuck is this? Yeah, list? this keeps happening. There's something about gun violence that's just <laughs> kind of gross. Anyways, the, when, he, when uh, Stephen Lang yes. grabs the gun back, yes. pulls up to G-Money's head, it's, yes. like, it's like, I don't know how many frames, probably like 10 frames, 13 mm-hmm. frames. His mouth glows from the flash of the muzzle of the gun. And you get to see like his inside teeth, his mouth. Gone. Inside right. his mouth, he looks like
1: a dragon from Game of Thrones about the <laughs> exactly, about to and and
0: away. it's 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 just such a small detail that stuck with me. That all shot these is years later has, has
1: it, it really stuck with you because we I mean we have talked about this on the podcast before, and you I know that shot stuck with you because you you told me about it when we left the theater. Like you were like I mean his you mouth just, you described it right, and that's just masterful filmmaking. Like when you when you do something. That's original enough that someone just doesn't forget it forever. It's just genius. I'm that's never
0: great. gonna forget it. Oh, and then when he falls to the ground his eyes are like looking at
1: Yeah, that's a really good shot. That most most horror movies are really disinterested in the bodies once they discard them. Yeah, it's just they <laughs> fall to the ground. But he's turned he pulls out a real beautiful shot of this dead kid right after right after it happens. Well, there's fun. a there's
0: a thing here. Early the the movie that kicked off our list, Stranger's Pray at Night, had a really good eyeball looking thing That's with the dead body. true. I think we're figuring something out. That's here. true. You just do that add you know that how, to a scene and you your Bravo, the top 100 list originally for me like it was like a mini horror film school. I was like, "Oh, well this works." And now we're starting to get now a, a thread here. Yeah, exactly. When you kill a body, do something weird with the eyes. Write that down. It's like Sam Raimi's In movies. In right? mo- <laughs> movies. We've been watching a lot of Dateline.
1: <laughs> Clarify Transition. Clarify Transition. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Coming in at 80-something is... 85, 85. Is <laughs> The Invisible Man. Probably the most recent movie on our list. Last movie we saw in theaters. Last movie with as is, I see that online a lot. Where it was the last movie, a lot of people saw in theaters. Weirdly timed movie. Um, I this movie, I loved it from the jump, and now it has grown on me even more. Which is like when you know all the twists, you know. I went back and rewatched it. I liked it even more. I'm choosing the. The dinner scene, and I'm just gonna say this right now this is a massive spoiler. And don't ruin it for yourself if by some odd chance you haven't seen this movie yet. Just walk away right now and come back later. Um, yeah, we're, putting, we're putting this above the paint bucket, yeah. This, yeah, the paint bucket scene. I walk, I rewatched it, and it was really good, but especially since I didn't remember there was just an incredibly cool shot from the floor up the attic ladder to Elizabeth Moss' haunted face up there. Like, she's the ghost in the house at this point. now. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a creepy shot. But the, the dinner scene where um, Elizabeth Moss ostensibly kills her own sister in public mm. is... First of all, the theater reaction was amazing to this scene. Like, it was one of those... It's one of the few times... Quiet Place... Did that you know in in some places where in the theater, and then I saw some I've seen some more movies where jump scares will make people jump or whatever, but th- there was like literally there was someone sitting near us who like was just like, What the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like out loud like like it's it just they were, the movie wrung it out of their neck like but um there's this amazing moment where the invisible man is snuck in. Elizabeth Moth is is, is Elizabeth Moss is telling her sister, "I finally have something to prove that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Does she <laughs> that someone that can't that can't be seen is actually stalking me?" And the sister leans in, and that's one of the subtleties of the scene is they sit way back from each other because they have an adversarial relationship to each other. They don't really get along that well. And she's telling her, I know, I know. And she's telling her like, I have no. And she's, her voice is going down. So they lean into each other, which is bad, but you don't know it's bad. And there's this great, we're being toyed with by the director. It's masterful because the, the server keeps coming up and being like, and then the sister keeps being rude. Like we need a lot more time, a lot more time. Right. But like they're they're when the server shows up, they're recoiling from her. So like their body language in chairs is is amazing like the fact that he got like body language dynamics in a scene where only one person was moving and two people were in chairs is incredible but they're both leaning forward and just when they're leaning forward close enough to be plausible the invisible man picks a knife up off the table slits the sister's throat and then puts the knife in elizabeth moss's hand
0: and it is genius the reveal like the moment of it's sort of like i'm not gonna stoop to Comparing it to a roller coaster, <laughs> I gotta think of something better than that. The moment when it cuts back to the sister and the knife's floating. Yep. Like I just, it felt like the air was sucked out of the room. Yep. Because everyone was like, "Fuck!" and then the inevitable happened. And
1: you felt like you were in a safe place. You're you're in public. You're, yeah, you're in that, public. That's fine. Tons that's of people. That's one of the genius things about this film that I turned out that I really respect is it used what's part of the story, which is no one's believing her because it's so hard to wrap your brain around this thing. Yeah. Right. There's a scene later where the miserable man is just like massacring like the cops, like Keystone cop style. Like he's just killing one after another, after another and more cops keep coming in and they see dead cops everywhere. And still, they don't believe it. Like she, the you know, Elizabeth Moss, like they're right behind you, and they're like, "Who? What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean? What the hell are you talking about? There's dead people everywhere. Like, you, there's something badly wrong in this, but no one can grasp. Like, you just can't see it. Like, it's no. our brains aren't built for that."
0: And the the fact that they took, you know, when you think of the Invisible Man, you think of Claude Rains, right? And you're like, okay, it's a great movie, a, and made amazing it brutal. design, yep. made, it brutal. made it brutal, made it scary. I mean, this movie, I mean, if. if if it wasn't called The Invisible Man, it would just be called Paranoia because the whole time this movie i feel like i feel like you need to get a w2 and a paycheck at the end of this movie because you're putting in so much work <laughs> it's true you're putting it so Clock much in the work. background yeah, yeah I that's mean, a great you, point you're always looking at the background and so by the time i mean it, it really helps put you in the the, the the you know the same view as elizabeth moss because like you're just kind of like you're slightly drained yep. from just constantly looking that's exactly right i and love it's this such, director. it's such
1: a good point for and i just got to give a shout out to how cleverly this gets called back at the end because oh, yeah. remember he goes the same way and that's on purpose. And there's this amazing, amazing grace note where Elizabeth Moss Moss is acting because that's the problem with abusive toxic, like masculinity is everyone forgives it in, in life. So, you think you're crazy because you are it's a popular person in the world and then they're treating you like shit and you're like, how is this dynamic and like whatever and the movie catches this perfectly but when she walks out and leaves, I just caught this on the rewatch and I can't believe I didn't catch it there. She walks out, she leaves, there's this great shot, parasite-esque house, you mm-hmm. know, and she's like just staring out at the ocean and then she closes her eyes and the movie ends and the fact that she hasn't been able to close her eyes for two hours... Oh and that it, wow. and that she lets out like this sigh and then closes her eyes and then the movie goes dark is so genius. Wow. That I can't even get over, right? So like and I know there's more details in that dinner scene because anyone who's clever enough to like do it this way has hidden more stuff in there. So I'm looking forward to even going back and seeing it again, well, I'm which looking, is the ultimate compliment to a movie
0: to his next film. Total, absolutely. Do you know what he's doing? Well, No. What is he doing? Wolfman. Oh, right, right. Yes. We he's just going to check off the Yeah, universal an upgrade list. was
1: amazing. Like, he's on a roll. I'm mm-hmm. going to have him on the show. <laughs> Let's
0: do it. Just transition. You know what? If we do get on the show, I'll take this. I'll transition to the interview. <laughs> That'd be some fucking 40 chess. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. manifesting. Okay, <laughs> Don, Don. Uh, don't get choked up. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you choke.
1: Because no one can hear you gag. No one can
0: hear you gag. Okay, coming in at eighty-four. This list is so fucking good. We have life. The the movie that when we left the theater we were like, is this like an instant classic? Right. right. And I think it is. And rewatching this scene, oh, this I'm gonna, I need to like plug my notes. <laughs> into this uh, to, just to talk about this. Scene. Okay, so to give you guys the background of life a bunch of (laughs) astronauts in space they capture i believe um a little microbe uh from mars yep and they name it kelvin and he starts to just grow rapidly and he's all muscle and all nerve and all brain and all brain yeah he's
1: just like the ultimate genius serial killing starfish
0: he's the blob like imagine like the blob with that went to harvard (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's, makes that's, sense because the guy he's named after is an intellectual so that's totally hot
0: cool. damn but this movie uh the scene i'm going to go with um a lot of stars jake gyllenhaal ryan reynolds yes um i guess two <laughs> so. no, rebecca
1: ferguson in there Too, I think. <laughs> was she in that i think I, I don't quote me on that but someone's in there
0: there's some other people in there but though i mean it's ryan reynolds and gyllenhaal. Right. Um, i gotta go with ryan reynolds's death scene and for the only reason this is the only movie you know what's funny i keep finding like little pieces of like this is the only movie that does blank life has a very special gold star next for it for the only death scene that made me gag in a movie theater um and so it's it's basically it's kind of like a slasher in space Calvin's going around killing people in various ways uh ryan reynolds who i think undoubtedly probably gets it the worst by for for my 90s kids this is what I all right. My generation. I asked George if he knew this. The closest thing he could come compare it to was like a silly putty or some kind of that. Imagine gack. All right, now imagine <laughs> imagine imagine drinking gack. Okay, and then your eyes swell. Up. That's how that scene oh, goes down. You. It is the nastiest death scene I think we have on this whole list.
1: Yeah, it's hard to look at. Honestly, it's 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 hard to look at, and the way it's executed is is just really really like well done because. You you only have a few things in there. You have that glove. You have a scalpel, mm-hmm. and then you have Calvin. <laughs> you have Calvin. <laughs> it's
0: the way that Calvin like just slides into Ryan Reynolds' mouth. Yeah. Like he's he's like he's like glued to his face, and you just see him going in and he's trying to like do everything he can to swallow it. just yeah, it's gross. And
1: he he basically eats him from inside out so that's not, and
0: it, well uh, you mentioned what's funny is so for me it's like the sounds and for you you mentioned it was when people's eyes start to bludgeon up and they start to like yeah like red. that lack
1: of oxygen like anyone who's seen total recall the end where their eyes are bugging out or anytime they're deprived of oxygen like their eyes get all bloodshot and then their head blows up i hate that
0: shit. what I, is it about that that that, that hurts so like disturbing I don't. It's just a disturbing feeling. Any kind of pressure in my eyes hurt. I put on yeah, some nope. eye cream the other day, it and gross. I put on. I pushed it a little, like a little too hard. Even though you're supposed to dab it, you know. Just <laughs> <it's> a little. <laughs> While we talk about the scariest death scene, let me give you gross. some eye care, <laughs> eye cream gross. stuff. Gross. Um, I mean, we rewatched the scene before doing this, and like I still like felt feelings about this. Yeah,
1: and I, I'll vouch for the fact that even in the theater, like you could tell that people were sort of skeptical because the movie feels really derivative. It just feels like, why are we re-watching Alien? And then it really starts to distinguish itself. It goes, it doesn't really change the structure. No. It sticks to the structure. But the creature design and how they executed it and how they make the characters interesting, all of that is
0: Well, we always talk about, like, I think Kelvin's like a great horror icon, but, like, the way we talk, like, you and me, I think we came up with, like, our Hollow Weekly, like, how do we tell if someone's a, a horror icon now? And it's basically, like, fan art. Right. I always think the more you see of a new creature in fan art, the the it, then it makes its thing. How the hell do you draw Calvin? You don't. What stage do you draw Calvin? At the end, he's, he's the size of a whole spaceship.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's almost too good. Yeah, my favorite incarnation of Calvin is when he's like that wispy, like he almost looks like the glove. Like yeah, and shit. he's just like, whoop, loop, loop loop And they're like, look at him. He's not going to murder us. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I know. it's I, But like, I, you know, this... I was personally more terrified by the scene that preceded the scene you picked. The scene where they, he catches the guy's hand. Oh, yeah, yeah Like, yeah. that was, like, I, I was more grossed out by the Ryan Reynolds scene, but I was more scared by, like, the they caught his hand, because it's the first kill. You don't really expect him to be killing at this stage when he's, like, the size of a shoe or less yeah. or whatever, but... Anyway, the whole it's it's excellent. The whole sequence is all the way through is excellent.
0: I just, I mean, the, what's funny is I was like I'm gonna have so much to say on this, but like it grosses me out so much I don't think I can talk about it that, that much. So yeah, just go watch it and don't eat. Yeah, you no know, no eat and then watch it. I you dare you. Oh no, gross. I dare you. Yeah. Uh, okay,
1: transitions. Bad plan. Transitions. Okay. <laughs> Alright, coming in at number 83 is 2016's Nocturnal Animals, Tom Ford. I know I said that this list didn't have a lot of non-horror on it, and <laughs> and I lied. Um, no, it, it mainly doesn't. I've seen the whole list. Most of it is horror, but... It makes sense in a hundred mo- moments countdown. That, and we wanted,
0: that, to, we that, wanted
1: to honor the Bravo thing. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, understand, I understand. But I'm going to fight for this scene hard because, and I don't know that I even have to. I think anyone who's seen this is like, oh yeah. But so Tom Ford did Nocturnal Animals. This is a really interesting movie because it's in, like I was telling Nick before we started recording, it's in, in the analogy or metaphor movie kind of universe where mother, I think, is a particularly like ham-handed use of this, right? Like, yeah, like in the ana- funny considering list in the analogy part, but but because everyone's like a religious metaphor in that movie, they're mm. not really people. They're not people you will ever come across in life. They're no. basically like it's basically like Mister Deuteronomy <laughs> rolled mm-hmm. up, but and then the ultimate i think masterful expression of this is parasite where that movie was definitely a metaphor for something yeah. but like you all you cared about was the story and the characters and that's what was important and the metaphor was, you know it just just got snuck in because he's a genius mm-hmm. right in the middle ground of that is nocturnal animals because this is a metaphor movie it's a revenge movie but it's also an artistic kind of like independence metaphor movie so there's a lot of that going on there but There's a scene in this movie where there's a family that gets abducted right out of the nose of their um, husband and father, who was played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And this scene is like the the baby I'll kill your baby scene from Zodiac Hitchhiker scene. It's like that, except for realer. And I would argue just as scary. Like, this scene is absolutely terrifying because... The villain in the scene is doing the Heath Ledger Joker thing, being alternately friendly and and evil. So it's like he's he's punching Jake Jake Hall in the face, like breaking his nose, and then a second later he's like, "Your nose looks pretty bad. You need tissue. Are you all right?" It's like a like, slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, here's you want
0: you want a dollar, and I'm going to take four." Like right, you I'm your it. friend
1: again. Yeah, now I'm gonna take all your life savings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. so like he's doing that, that, but like unpredictably, you're, you know, inexplicably, um, and the characters clearly. The weird thing is, and I actually really like this because you don't get to see this in horror movie as much it's like they're trapped in the location of the scene on rubber bands. They try to leave, but then they sort of come back to the scene. And then they try to leave again they sort of come back. And it's because they're, they they can not really assess the threat. They feel like there's a threat, but then they feel like it might be okay. And then they feel like maybe being left alone here is worse than being with the people who are with you currently here, which is not the case at all. It turns no. out. Nope. Right? And then all of a sudden, and this is the glory of the scene the family is trying to decide like who protects who, how do we circle the wagons, how do we fight back, and in a second, gone, they're gone, like just just that fast, gone, uh, abducted and off to be murdered. And and Jake Gyllenhaal just sees it, and you see in his face that he knows how badly he fucked up, not assessing the the true threat level in this in this moment, and that he was never gonna get it back. And you don't get to see that in a lot of traditional horror movies that much. The great ones you do, like in the George Romero or like the Changeling or those mm-hmm. kind of movies, The Exorcist, definitely. But like that instant moment of... It's a lost touch. Yeah, that you keep... Like, like you just lost everyone that was important to you and you're not getting them back. And if you would just watch more horror movies, <laughs> maybe you would have figured it out faster, but you didn't. Well, so I mean, you know.
0: re- watching this scene, you know, like... It's so funny. Like with like you know, superhero movies and video games and shit like that, you're always like, just go to, you know, just start fighting them. But like in reality, you're just gonna get your ass beat. Like, but in reality, reality, I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal could, could have could, taken the guy. Yeah. he's like fucking crazy. He's like jacked and shit. He could have just started swinging. No, but it's a it's a horrifying scene, and it's one of those things where like, you know, just watching that scene, I kept putting myself in that position. I was like, well, what if that was like my like my you know Alex or like you know my family or mm-hmm. something like that? Like, what would the fuck would I do? And right. like, you're, you, I mean, you think of a million different things, but. It's just fucking scary. I shit my pants like that, like right. you're outnumbered, like you're in the middle of fucking nowhere.
1: You're outnumbered and you're also you're just not prepared by life because you haven't lived that kind of life. Like, I didn't know what I'd do. He's know. basically he's basically like a New York Times best selling author. He's basically like a guy who smokes a pipe and and writes like, you know, intellectual masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Like he's not ready. It's do throw, do. throw down. I know like, what I do. Against carjacking villains.
0: There's no light mm-hmm. They're in the middle of the desert. I would just run to the desert and be like, run to the desert find a spot hide the well, shit out well they did
1: that they were off into the desert and then they came back that's what I'm saying is like it, it,
0: oh they came it, back
1: it was just a really weird it was a weird kind of like it, the true horror of that sometimes is that you can't assess the real level of threat until it was too late
0: right? actually I do know what what happened Alex would probably beat the shit out all, all of them save me <laughs> that's <laughs> probably
1: true that's probably Whatever. good moments and transition transition
0: transition <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, of of no coordination at all and pure luck, coming in at eighty one, <laughs> it's Mother, <laughs> the movie we just referenced for uh, for for analogies. Um, uh, indeed. Well, I'm not picking for its analogy. Luckily, um, I got first. Oh, of, your
1: scene is a metaphor. It's just. Oh, well, it's a metaphor, but it's also is. incredibly disturbing.
0: What would the Bravo thing? be for what this would one. the
1: correlation to the, that's a good question. So
0: Bravo would be like That's a good question. I
1: want my baby back ribs. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> that's what it would be oh. for this scene. Oh my God. Oh I need a I need Bravo
1: a, would not I need to get baptized <laughs> after that one.
0: <laughs> oh I think there's a few angels uh, mad at me about that. Uh, yeah. Um uh so mother, uh Arn- Arnofsky I always Botched that, sure. Uh, a film that was a very divisive movie. Yes, like down the fucking middle almost. yep uh The scene where if you the, the plot is the Bible, <laughs> Have you heard of it? That's an easy one. <laughs> You've been you're so good at explaining them, and I'm not. And I was like, oh, I can just say it's the Bible. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you don't need to. Yeah, there we go. Like need, it's the Bible. You don't need to go anywhere There we go. um Jennifer Lawrence gives birth to baby Jesus, and the crowd. It's, it's such a weird movie. She gives birth to baby Jesus. All of a sudden. People grab the boy and they start hoisting him, taking him, and she's screaming, I want my baby, I want my baby. And honestly, I, I, there's certain people who become like, I don't think people talk about how good of an actress Jennifer Lawrence is. Like, we all know she's a great actress because she's a popular, but like, when you just like, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, like, holy fuck. Yeah, because what's happening here
1: is fucking ridiculous it is talent and she, but
0: she grounds it it like is she sells it you you feel the anguish in her screaming i won't want plus i also think a mother screaming for her child is always going to be fucking horrifying no matter what like we I mean uh, alex and i just last night were watching cold case files from like 1998 on netflix at 15 episodes it's great but there was an episode where this mother's daughter was outside the door kitchen door like, three feet from her door, and this one guy just on a random rampage grabbed this girl and then, like, raped and killed her. Oh, gross. And then she was crying about her daughter, and, like, it, it like, we had to end it. We were like, okay, we have to put on in the office. So, it's that, that feeling of a mother losing her daughter is always scary. Yes. Um. But what's worse is the baby's neck snaps, and it's like, the it, the way it's filmed and the way the neck snaps. The sound it's, is terrible. It, it, it's Agreed. like, like you just feel it in your ribs, like, ugh! Yep. And then, if it couldn't get any worse... <laughs> They decided to eat the... what's the, So, I don't know. I didn't go to church. What's the symbolism of
1: like this part right here? I mean, here? they basically are doing communion, but they're they're doing it with, they're doing it with let's the say, court. organic matter. They're, they're so, 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 the Whole Foods version. So, right. So, it's free. It's free, repulsive. But, you know, I mean, it, it goes all the way. He doesn't hold... The director of this does not hold back. He you shows see the rib you cage what this and would look like. like. And, and, you know, a lot of horror fans complain that directors pull punches. And it, this movie doesn't pull... Money punches here, like that. I mean, it shows you what it shows you. Uh, my my problem with the scene, I love the, you know, I love the scene you picked because I I know that it's it's inarguably emotionally impactful. My problem with it is that this movie, you know, there's some movies that have like these turns that are legendary, like Dusk Till Dawn. Right, you're not in the kind of movie you thought you were in if you mm-hmm. if you went in without spoilers, right? This movie, all of a sudden. I was in a really delicate metaphor, like you know, uh, con film festival kind of movie, and then it went Saving Private Ryan. There's like 12 minutes that look like a military assault in yeah. this movie. Dude, I, I forgot about that. That precede the baby part, and by the time we got to the baby part, my senses were so I was just I had a headache of my head, I was I, because it it was just like this loud music roar, and then just. This attack scene. You know what it feels like? You couldn't follow anything that was happening.
0: Imagine if Disney was like, we're going to make a new ride to the Bible. (laughs) But, like, be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Something else,
0: But it feels like that because like you're just constantly going through these weird things that are happening. And it has that Disneyland ride vibe of, like, scene to scene to scene.
1: Yeah, all those people will them because it's so didn't kill themselves. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of bloodshed
0: that's going on. Yeah, for sure. But the way it happens though is it's it's because you know it, it sounds stupid to say a movie that that movie is great when it goes scene to scene. All movies go scene to scene, but this one it just does it differently. Yes, and it's sort of like it feels like imagine if I, it feels like I would walk through this door to of the office and it would just lead me to this same door into the office. Right, like that level of weirdness. Like, yes. oh, I'm in a different place now, yep. but I. I don't think I should be, but I am.
1: Yeah, that movie did pull that off a lot. This mo- that movie also made Michelle Pfeiffer creepy again. So just for that, I gotta <laughs> it, I going to give it some credit. I
0: that I, lo- <laughs> I love that movie. So uh, eating baby Jesus. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, I don't know. So hopefully, I, I would. I think Bravo would go with the "I want my baby back" ribs. I don't think Bravo would have this movie on
1: a list ever. <laughs>
0: Da, da, cha, cha, da, da, <laughs> da. oh, do you like the strangers wee oui, oui. <laughs> <There>. wee
1: <laughs> that's perfect there we go perfect for this. uh coming in at eighty one right is yes them uh the French movie that either i don 't know like was this the same time as the strangers I feel like these movies came out around the same time one might have inspired the other, who knows but um, this movie is to my mind, better than the Strangers, which
0: I remember you saying that and uh, like me being like, oh, that's controversial.
1: right. And well, it's odd because uh, you know, we put the Stranger sequel on our, on our list for, <laughs> Very, <laughs> yeah. All right so like it's not like I'm against this franchise, but them is I think is an is just an excellent movie. There are really, really well done sequences in here. There's scenes strangely, that feel like the um, nail on the stairs kind of sequence in quiet place, yep. like that level of tension, but with everyday objects in this house. But ultimately, the scene I'm picking is is basically the ending because the ending of this movie, guys, spoiler, by the way, the ending of this movie is is double terrifying. It's double barreled terrifying. Mm-hmm. right. So first of all, the character that you've been following the whole time that you're hoping is going to make it is not going to make it. And it's not going to make it in a really, really terrible way because she's going to get caught in basically like a drain pipe or outlet pipe or something like that. She's going to think that she's getting out and she's going to see sunlight and she's going to get there and it's gated in. And she's waving for help and traffic's going by without a care in the world. And you can clearly see her there and then she's just gone. And that's, that's that. And it's like the... Is it rack or VHS, whichever one ends with the character getting pulled back? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. It's, it's that kind rec. of feeling. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of emotional visual impact, right from from this moment. So that's terrifying. But even more terrifying, I think, is what the movie quietly does afterwards, mm-hmm. because then we just cut. Because now we've everyone's dead. Everyone that we cared about is dead. All the all the characters that the kids were torturing and playing with their dead and now you are just there's kids so what are you gonna do and what are they gonna do they're gonna go to school so you just see them God. get their backpacks like high-fiving each other picking their bikes up and then in silhouette it's like the losers club it's like you're just looking at these innocent kids <laughs> and they're just going down this windswept Parisian like French you know, area with leaves blowing across it, and feeling very like fall and atmospheric. And then this bus just pulls up, and they just like pile in to go off to school. All these sociopathic little murderers, like whatever. And they're you know they're gonna do this again because they there's no evidence, they're not gonna be caught, no one's gonna suspect them. Yeah, like spring breaks coming up. <laughs> it is double bear, so it's it's loud, terrifying, with almost like the jump scare last you know, a character that you think might make it doesn't make it kind of a moment. And then there's just the quiet. It's the it's the photo negative of what the original Nightmare on Elm Street did, where like it was sort of like like this ending. And then there was this big ending they added to it with like the jump scare through pull through the door, you know, thing with the loud music. This one is the jump scare and then like the quiet like. I mean, maybe the world's just inhabited with a bunch of little murderers.
0: <laughs> well, my favorite, my favorite shot is when it pulls out and um, it just shows like the traffic above and below her, yep. because it sits like from an editing standpoint. Like for me, it sat for the perfect enough time for your gut to go, ugh. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I've seen that yeah. <laughs> like You're right, any other. Time. Like it is just the perfect about, and the the shot of the final girl. Mm-hmm. that's we we'll call it go well uh going down the tunnel is shot super well because she's sort of hazy or something like that so yep. you kind of get like her pov where like you know she seems pretty tired and yeah uh, beaten up yep. beaten up um and so when she's going down the tunnel i was like oh there's going to be one of the kids at the end of the tunnel and she's just going to stab it and die. so i didn't even know that it was going to be the, the gated off thing and the reveal of that it's like It'd be like getting out of a saw trap, and you're like, "I'm free," and then you look down and you got another saw trap at your feet, and you're like, "God <laughs> damn it, I was so, so close, I was so close!" What a
1: terrible feeling to get out of a saw trap to fall into a saw trap. I know right? that's, but that, that's what that felt like that, to me, yeah, and that agreed. sense of
0: that sense of dread, because that's the thing. It's, it's it's part of the reason why I put Krampus on the list. Like some movies, this this is why I think our Bravo list is going to be some kind of horror movie you You got to either go happy, uh, Evil Dead. Remake Mm -hmm. covered in blood. Hell yeah, I'm a survivor. Don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. Or you got to be like this you're going to have to call your therapist tomorrow morning (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're going to be feeling the blues. It's true. And that movie did it, Krampus did it what other movie? And that's like it. a
1: lot of movies. You get that. It's weird because nobody thinks of emotions with the final destination franchise, but they always give you these really down depressed characters because they, they're losing all their friends. Yeah. Right. That's a sad. And it's that feeling of like, whatever. And you get that feeling from this person. Cause she's been hell.
0: The other thing is with, I, I was trying to think of like, there's something I wanted to say to elaborate on, like why I think those endings are special when they're, they're a lot of horror films, they try to do like the bad, horrible ending, but like, I usually like the the writing sucks. And so it right. just feels cheap. And then the movie yep. ends up feeling like, oh, me and my friends made a horror movie and it ends and it's so sick. Ugh. But then it never feels like that. Yep. I think it takes someone with like some kind of restraint or a brilliant screenwriter to be able to pull that off and to give you that gut because you can clearly undershoot. That's that a shot. great
1: uh, that's a great point because there are a lot of horror movies where you just feel like that last character you follow them just gets gratuitously killed at the end because mm-hmm. someone thinks that a horror movie can't show mercy, so they're just doing it. Yeah. It's not following internal logic of the story or the characters. It's basically just like, I'm not going to be the guy who ends a horror movie on a, on a, like someone living, you know, thing. Yes. that that's not why this movie, the, the, this movie was clearly showing you that there are categories in the world. There are people who don't know anything bad is happening. That was the traffic. There's the people who are vulnerable to be victimized. That was everyone who went down. And then there's the people who are killers who can be in all kinds of categories you don't expect them to be. And I think when you add up that layering of who's who who and what and what the movie is telling you about that, it's just genius and well done. This list. (laughs) Goddamn. I wish
0: I knew what we were... We're we're slightly modifying as we go down. We're like, is it really scarier than that? So I don't know what's coming up, but if uh i don't i don't have a fun segue for that what next time we record because we have to do 10 of these i'll know have an idea of what's next that way i'll have a lead off that yeah. way the audience can hear me so you can do the bravo tease yeah yeah yeah, yeah. perfect but we ain't got that so <laughs> <It's> time, <laughs> time to start ending these bitches up <laughs> till next time stay scary watch a bunch of horror movies talk to you guys next time bye